Hello, my name is Harry Roper. Uh, welcome to the Great Design Lead podcast with Emily. Um, I am a designer running a creative agency called Imaginary Space. Uh, right now, we're working on sharing everything we learn when it comes to running an agency on my YouTube channel, uh, Harry Roper, if you want to check that out. Perfect, perfect intro. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, yeah. I wanted to bring some energy because I listened to a couple of the other ones and they just go, welcome to the Great Design Lee <laughs> podcast. I thought, could we bring some energy today? Because it's, it's early for you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But not too early. It's only 8 a.m. Okay. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> I've done some podcasts like at uh, 7 a.m. or something like that. But I was just like so pumped to talk to the person. I was like, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> nice. Yeah, easy, easy. I was so excited to talk to you. I like, um, like the way that I found you is I was asking a bunch of my friends who also love web design and all of this kind of stuff. And I was asking people, I was like, I'm trying to find like somebody really cool to watch on YouTube or like, do you have any recommendations? And one of my friends, uh, Tom from Norway was like, you've got to watch Harry. Like he's so cool and so nice. Like you should definitely like, highly recommend. And I'm like, well, if Tom recommends it, like I have, I have to watch it. And, uh, and I was watching your videos. And I'm like, this is actually really helpful. So how does that <laughs> feel to hear from somebody? Oh, I'm going to blush and we're already like five minutes into this podcast, which is really nice. Um, shout, shout out to Tom in Norway. Thanks so much for the kind words. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, really. I, I started it back in March expecting nobody to watch it. Um, and we've literally just passed the 500 subscriber mark like a couple, like two, three weeks ago. And it's just, it's mental really. Um, how much it's grown, but also like how many great people it's helped me connect with like yourself and, you know, potentially Tom, I'll have a conversation with Tom at some point, but also other people as well. You know, it's been really nice, really nice. I'm so grateful for it. Mm. So you could probably tell from other podcasts that like, um, sometimes I start by, uh, kind of going back into people's like beginnings and then working my way through but I I did some research on you and I was like I'm so impatient that I really really <laughs> want to know about chicken slayer <laughs> mm, mm. wow yeah wow <laughs> and I, I, um, like, I looked slayer. into that a lot like I know that was a long time ago but I was like I really want to hear about it from him directly yeah yeah wow um <laughs> Yeah, I remember Raymar saying in his podcast, like, oh, yeah, Joe was bewildered when uh, about, with Emily's research. And to be honest, you blow me away now as well. It's like watching an episode, uh, I don't know if you know the guy called Nardwa on YouTube, where he does he talks to rappers and says, here's oh, a record yeah. from, here's a record from 30 years ago that you were on. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> um, so yeah, you blow me away. A chicken slayer. Um Crikey. So back when I was 19, I uh, got an internship whilst I was at university um, to work at a software company. And they happened they happened to be like really, really best friends with Google. Google were like, bros, we're, we're releasing um, the new, the new uh, uh, thingy at the time, the new VR headset. Um, you guys are like an affiliated agency. So would you be interested in making a game? Because we know you're really into VR. And We'd been like dabbling with like um, Oculus and stuff like that um, for a while because it was all very brand new back then. This is 2018, I think. Um, 
And uh, they said, oh, would you like to make this game? So we started making the game. Um, we made like a small version. It did quite well. So we decided to make like a more expanded version, which is probably the version that you saw, I guess. Um, made, yeah, d d crazy time. And then uh, it, it, it did really well. It became Google's um, recommended game for the week or something. We, we got some acknowledgement for our hard work and... Um, I think it hit like 10,000 downloads or something. And, you know, from, from being like a small app development agency who'd like had no intention to make video games to putting this out and like a load of people downloading it and saying they liked it and stuff like that. It was just really like a really rad project for us to work on internally as a bit of fun, I guess. I, I watched the promo video for it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember it. Uh, something to do with like a mad professor or something. There's like some crazy stuff going on. I'd have to watch it again, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember it was like a, a, a mad Italian scientist mm. in mm. the UK who so, is trying to save the chickens from like yeah. eaten. <laughs> I mean, I worked with like, there were eight Itali like eight Italians in this office and we were, we were all programmers. We're all quite nerdy. Um, and, you know, they were just like, what's the most crazy, stupidest idea we can come up, come up with? And yeah, it, it was a really fun time back then. Really fun time. Huh. Yeah, because I was like, I was going into your LinkedIn profile and I was like, that is unusual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so now that now that I know that, now that I can like uh, focus on other stuff, because I was like so excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> so um I, I was wondering did you grow up in in Barnstaple England? Yeah, I did. I did. I I um, uh I'm very um uh nervous before episode especially if I I feel like I don't know enough about the person. Um even even last night uh, I was I was talking with my boyfriend. I'm like, I'm I'm so nervous. He's like, why? And he's like, I don't know the names of like his siblings, and like I don't know exactly which town he grew up in. And he was like, you need to chill. You can also just ask the person. And I'm like, but I need to like wow him. Uh, you're doing well so far. I feel like we're best friends already with the amount of information information you know about me. So you're doing okay. Um, yeah, Barnstable. Uh, Grew up in a really rural town, to be honest with you. Um, really rural. Uh, we've just, I've just moved to the city now. I was in London before then, but, um, when I went home after leaving that agency, I started the agency in my agency in, uh, in, in North Devon in a, in a rural county. Um, the best way to describe it, it's like, it's like California coasts or beaches, sunny weather, but we live in the UK. So the sunny weather is like 10% of the time and it like rains. <laughs> the rest of the time um and yeah just uh it's a really pretty place if you ever come to the uk i'd recommend uh, either going to devon or or cornwall the two counties they're really good what was it, it like growing up there um yeah good question different i guess uh the best thing about where i live is like you can it, it's a small town right it's twenty thousand people my my main town in biddeford um and essentially our, our youth was running around in fields, you know, uh, try, uh, trying to get up to mischief, running through forests, going in the, in the sea, quite, co quite a common thing going in the sea. Um, and it was really rad. Just there's, uh, I don't know if it's the same in like 
um in the states and like rural areas but like there's just nothing going on like there's not a lot of connectivity there's not a lot of business um and we always joke that we're like you know a year behind or two years behind london in terms of technology and stuff it's it's kind of ridiculous um you still have big big families who run family businesses and they're like the the most dominant business in the in the area and you either work in the tourist trade because all the tourists come to our area for the mm. beach or you work culture and and that's about it really you know mm. so quiet a quiet life <laughs> sometimes when when i talk to people who uh come from a town that like is a little bit quieter they're like it was quiet but it was safe like for some reason like people mm. keep on bringing up the whole safety thing I agree. I think like you can leave your bike outside and not really fear of that getting stolen. Whereas like if you're in a city, then by God, it's probably going to get stolen the next day, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, there's, there's that safety vibe. Like I feel I would, I would trust, I'm not even near the age of having kids yet, but if I did, then I think I would be able to trust them going out and playing and not really worrying about them. Whereas if we were in a city, like I'd, I'd be a little bit more like, timid but I get then again I think it's sometimes it's like it depends what environment you grow up in right because if you grow up in a city you probably think it's as safe as the as the countryside is I don't know <laughs> uh, like it myself I grew up in a town called uh Orfield Pennsylvania um mm -hmm. which is what it sounds like um <laughs> and it was like pretty quiet and um not not like there was a, there was a lot of stuff to do but you had to drive everywhere and it was pretty safe. I grew up in a suburb and then I moved to Philadelphia and now things happen. And if those things happen in my hometown, like mm. everybody would be talking about them. And now here yes. kind of just like, yeah, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like the move was beneficial though? Do you, do you regret moving from your hometown or? Um, I think that, I was able to meet so many people. I came here for, for college and mm -hmm. um, I think it's so good because there I can walk everywhere, which is really nice. Like mm -hmm. if I'm going to the doctor's office, I could just walk to the doctor's office. If I'm going to the grocery store, I can just walk to, it's, it's so nice. Like my whole that. life is within three miles. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, I got told by a friend the other day, you can't really uh, not drive in the States. You have to be able to drive, otherwise you're in trouble, pretty much. <laughs> it, I, I don't think that's the case in a lot of other European countries, because friends of mine have told me, they're like, yeah, I don't really need a driver's license. I live in mm -hmm. Spain. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's true. It's very true. And and so when we're when we're thinking back to like that, that time in your life when you and your friends would be like, going into the going to the beach and and like hanging out growing up and things like that um when you think back to that version of yourself before you knew about like what a career was or what a salary was or anything like that mm -hmm. what kind of things were you just naturally interested in yes yeah, um anything to do with outdoors really skateboarding a lot the big that a lot of people won't be able to see this because it's audio, but a big Nike SB on my uh, chest probably gives it away that I'm into skateboarding. But um, yeah, that and then like, it. Uh, not a lot of people know, but when I was like 15, 16, 17 growing up, um, that's when I started getting into programming and many uh, games design. That was the career I wanted to go into. So I made small games with people online. 
Uh, always really enjoyed making the websites for those games. So that was probably where that came from. Um, but yeah, we, we did some, we tried Kickstarter campaigns. We were, I was like organizing people online who were like twice my age, which was a bit overwhelming. And I think like a lot of that experience really helped. And then also like the slower pace of life, as you said, like going to the beach and the forest and stuff like, and having those interests, it's really good for your mental health. And like, definitely now as, as I'm older and I'm in living in a city, like you do really appreciate the outdoors a lot more still. So you do push yourself to go out because otherwise yeah, you just stay indoors and get depressed, don't you? So it's not great. But yeah. Um, yeah. So th- I would say like, yeah, that, that was like the main interests really growing up. Skateboarding and the making of video games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that sounds like every kid, doesn't it? And eating pizza. Probably I could add eating pizza <laughs> on top of that. And you've got, you've got me in a, in a small niche there of, of boys. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's not um, uh, making the making of video games is a little bit more complicated than the playing of video games. True, true, <laughs> true. I think I always just wanted to make. I I always just wanted to do my own ideas, and I'd always play other people's games and be like, "Oh, this is rad, man!" But why the fuck have they done that feature there and stuff like this? Like, you know, and being sixteen as well, your your mind is a lot more. Um, you 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 have really big ideas, but you don't really understand the gravity of of how much work goes into these things. So we were saying like, yeah, sky's the limit, guys. Let's make a massive planet that you can just go around and we'll make twenty thousand models and cities, and you'll be able to climb the buildings and interact with everybody you know, and stuff. And then you you kind of you do three months of games design and and trying to put it together and organizing people and you suddenly realize actually oh shit this is there's actually a lot of work that goes into these things you know they're like they're like a work of art uh almost so yeah i guess that was uh, uh some early lessons in um what to, uh, setting expectations and stuff like that this might this might date the podcast a little bit but i don't care uh <laughs> are you uh one of the the guys that are super um interested in Elden Ring that just came out uh, I haven't I, if I'm honest with you Emily like I made a conscious decision where I just gave up I had to give up video games for a bit which was a real mm-hmm. it was a real shame but like I get I get the odd opportunity to play a bit of Hearthstone um oh. and my housemates and I are very into watching One Piece so those, those two yeah. things are like the, my guilty <laughs> pleasures that I get to get away with at the moment you know I've heard many great things about Elden Ring. Very many great things. Are you playing it? Um, a lot of a lot of my friends have been um, practically locked in their rooms for the past <laughs> couple of weeks, playing. I, I playing more hours than they are. Uh, they should be awake. <laughs> <laughs> my God! <laughs> but I have been told that it's like um, like a work of art and it's, yeah, it's so yeah. crazy good and everything like that. I've seen bits and pieces, but I'm not, I'm more of like a Stardew Valley person. <laughs> oh yes. Yes, sir. The Terraria Minecraft was the rage a while ago. Yeah. That was, that was a big thing as well. I think it comes in like drips and drabs video games. What, what games did you play, uh, at that age when you were like oh my gosh i want to be a video game developer <laughs> i mean i think minecraft had just come out it was like point three or something or one point three when i was like 15 
my dad was like, you know, who's this guy that's putting this game out? Is it a virus you're about to download on my computer? Stuff like this. <laughs> Nobody really knew who who Notch was. It was quite fun. Um, and I think I think that, that kind of, those kind of games, Stardew Valley, Minecraft, they really like inspire you and like really get your creativity going. And then you're you're kind of just like, well, if this guy's done it and he's made millions off of Minecraft, then like I can do I can do it and make millions as well, you know. And, when you're a kid, like money and fame and success is like a, a big part, you know, everybody wants to be a, a YouTuber or a TikToker, you know, so you just try and think, what can I do <laughs> to get there? And it's crazy because like you see people or you watch your YouTube videos where they actually did it, mm. like, but it seems real. Like I, I can tell you that um, a friend of mine, uh, he in high school started like a Minecraft server and maintained it. And it was a crazy number of hours that he had to maintain it and like do customer service, respond to people uh, reacting to him. And then after a while, he said, I don't think I want to do this forever. And he sold it. And Mm. the amount of money that he sold it for that he told me was insane. Wow. Are we we talking like six figures or? Yeah. Wow. Okay, lovely. (laughs) And he was like 16 years old. Wow. (laughs) And so, like, when you when you see that kind of stuff, it's it's hard to like explain that to your parents who mm. uh, think that this is a virus that you're downloading to your computer. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. I remember when I did some freelance for my for an American guy when I was like 16, and I was telling my my dad at the time, and I was like, oh, you know, I've just been paid like 300 bucks or something. I thought it was the most money in the world when I got paid 300 bucks, but. Uh, I was like, yeah, I just got paid 300 bucks and I've got to put together like something called an invoice and stuff like that. And he, he's just like, who is this guy? Like, are you safe? Like, what's going on right now? <laughs> are you safe? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's crazy though, right? Because like, I think before like the internet and stuff, like before our generation, at least anyway, like the concept of working with companies online and like in other countries is pretty far-fetched and now it's just it's just the norm isn't it so to be able to work i mean we're doing work for a company in la at the moment and um you know uh, if you had said that to my father i think like back in the day he would have gone how the hell are you gonna work in america you know uh so thinking about like uh the things that you were interested when you were younger uh i i also um looked up the the different places that you went to school and I actually had a weird uh American culture shock moment where your guys's uh word for high school is college and uh yes yeah, is so that true it it's like it's called secondary school and then the last two years that you guys do at high school we go to a different school called college to to like specialize I guess because I, I looked up, uh, is the name Pilton, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The secondary yeah. school. And I, I looked oh, it up. Oh, shivers. And... <laughs> shivers. <laughs> Are those bad shivers? <laughs> no, no, no. Good, good, good. <laughs> and so I looked it up and I, I saw the students and I was like, they look very young. I am confused. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. And then I had to Google uh, college equals high school UK question mark. <laughs> 
Yeah, because like you guys don't call it university, do you? It's it's just college, and that's it. Do you ever say university, or it never comes up? We we have a very we have a difference. Like uh, a university is a college that um, has every subject, and then mm -hmm. a college is um, uh, a school that has only a couple subjects and has a focus. Like it might be an engineering college, and then. A university might have like a bunch of colleges within it so like we just have like a totally different thing going on god it sounds complex <laughs> <laughs> so like i go i went to drexel university but within drexel university i went to westfall college which was Got the you. school for design got you okay yeah but yeah so so tell me a little bit about um that school and kind of like what version of you were you at, at that school at that time in your life? Oh, wow. Very, very different version. <laughs> uh, very quiet. Um, my parents made like this stupid decision when um, we went from, so we have primary school, which is when you're up to age of 12 and then 12 till 15, you go to secondary school and then fifth, uh, 16 to 18, you go to, to college, the, the final one. And my parents decided to um, move me to a completely different school for secondary school. Uh, so I lost all my childhood friends that I'd been making friends with over, you know, five, six years into, into the frying pan of, of a new big school uh, with like not a lot of people that I knew. So I was a very quiet kid, um, just read a lot of books, a lot of books, uh, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, all of those mm -hmm. kind of classic fantasy ones and stuff, you know. Um, but I was always really into technology. Uh, and it's funny because I never really knew that I was into design until recently, really, thanks to my coach. But, um, you know, I did I did art and my art teacher said, you're fucking trash. Don't don't bother doing art. Um, you know, not those not those words. That's me just being um, like, uh, yeah, that's just me trying to summarize it. But, um, you know, was like a, just an average kid did like did well, you know, and knew that I enjoyed history and stuff. And. The weird thing was like, as I, uh, just going back to like the rural thing is like, because I was in such a rural area, when I said to them, I want to do uh, games design, I want to be a, a game programmer or whatever, they didn't really know what to advise me on to do in terms of subjects. So they, they just looked at what I did well in and they said, just do those, do really well in them and you'll be able to, you'll be able to get your career. But in, in terms of actual career advice, like, I always found there wasn't a lot which is why I started the YouTube channel. Cause I was like, when I was growing up and, and kind of relating back to your question, like when I was a kid and growing up, I didn't really get the advice or for anybody to say, this is what you should do. You know, and it was a lot of guesswork. Whereas, um, now I do know thank, thanks to a lot of like mistakes and personal development and stuff and personal mistakes. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of the reason for the YouTube channel really to, for 14 year old Harry who didn't have a bloody clue what, what to do, you know? Like looking, looking back at that, sometimes, okay, so sometimes I get uh, really focused on what somebody is saying and then my brain goes, um, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what to say next and we're just going to do this to you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes acknowledging it makes me feel less dumb. That's fine. <laughs> but um, I, first question is, uh, what was the reason for the move? Do you know? Um. The school that I was going to go to in my local town was really rough. So 
my parents decided they wanted to put me in a in a better school. It was still public; it wasn't paid or anything like that. But um, they just felt it was like the best decision for my education. I mean, I don't even use barely anything from my education anymore because how can you do that when you're creative? But yeah, it, that, I guess that was their reasoning behind it. I think. What does uh, rough mean? Uh, so like grades are not great there. The um, reputation isn't great. You know, a lot of naughty kids, not a lot of good kids. <laughs> so it's sort of like that, I guess. If if I were you, um, um, I feel like there would be a part of me that would be like, no, like, do I think that I'm like better than my friends? Are they going to think that like? Are they going to think badly of me if I'm not at the school and it was like mm -hmm. a choice? Was was that any thought in your mind? It never was, but um, it's a shame because a lot of friends that I did have that we'd built strong connections with, when you go to a completely different school, it is like an alien world in, in a sense. You know, we were still on, I'm showing my age a bit, but we were still like, you know, touchscreen phones weren't really a thing. I don't think Facebook really came out till I was like 13. So you do lose part of like that connection with people in a sense. So friends who I was like really close with and had a great connection with when it came to, you know, three or four years down the road and you don't really hang out anymore. It's like uh, pretty mental <laughs> to try and stay friends, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I remember uh, being in elementary school. Um, uh, yeah. The, the elementary school I went to was Parkway Manor elementary mm, very nice very nice <laughs> it just had a fancy name for no reason um, <laughs> but uh i remember like the day that that classes would come out or you found out which class you were in because like for, for mm. us we just had um one teacher for most of the day and then like every day we would go to one different teacher and then that would like cycle through the week um mm -hmm. when when it would come out which teacher you had it was either like the best day of your life or like the worst day of your life. Because if you weren't in a class with your friend, then 99% chance you probably were never going to see that friend. Wow. And so like, I can only imagine like what that would be like of, of not only do you not see each other at recess, not only do you not see each other in class, but like you guys go to totally different schools now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's just it, I think. Um, but I don't know about you, but I feel like you, you learn as you get older anyway that like a lot of people do come and go. It's like a favorite saying of my parents that you will meet so many people in your life and some will stay, some will go, some you'll see once a year, some you'll see you know every day. And it's you kind of become more accepting of that, I think, as you become older. It It Based on the look on your face, it... it it seems to me that that decision like really sucked and you didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like my parents are always just trying to do like what's best for us at the end of the day. Um, mm -hmm. So I can never really like say any bad things about that. Um, I think if I did it and if, if I had kids, I don't think I would do it personally, but uh, I always joke with them about it anyway. And I say, I'm the, re the reason I'm so psychologically messed up is because of you two. <laughs> because of the move? 
Yeah, I'm like, it's all your fault, guys. The reason <laughs> my pro- the reason me and my brother are so messed up, you know, we're, it's because of you guys. <laughs> and we just joke about it and, and laugh about it. But, you know, they were just trying to do what's best for us at the end of the day, right? Like, they just saw rough school that they send their kids to and their kids might not get good grades or nice mm. school that everybody says, you know, you should send your kids to. Oh, we'll send ours there as well because we want them to do the best and, and be the best that they can be, you know. And was the school that you moved to the uh, uh, Pilton School? Yes. Yeah. 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 They all have I mean, like very fancy uniforms, and as an American looking oh, at that, you're like, "Oh, it's so fancy, so posh." Oh, <laughs> believe me, wear it, Emily. You don't feel fancy. That's for sure. You just want to <laughs> you want to rip it off. You want to rip it off. For those who don't who don't know, um, it's like shirts and blazers and ties that you have to wear, and if you don't wear your tie get bloody shouted at and stuff like that by your teacher it's uh really it is mental but you guys wear no do you guys wear no uniform right it's just whatever uh, you want or? so we have if it's a private school sometimes uh-huh. they have uniforms if it's a public school that's really rough sometimes they also force <laughs> them to wear uniforms just to have some sense of order like prisoner jackets <laughs> or something yeah <laughs> like they make them wear i don't know um but i'd say <laughs> 80% of schools in the U.S. are no uniform. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I think uh, I think we should take a leaf out of your guys' book for that in school. <laughs> but I guess we're more tradition, tradi- we're traditionalists, so we like to uphold that sort of stuff, I guess. When you, uh, so did you move um, partway through the year or did you move like at, in a fresh new year in the fall? Uh, fresh new year. So when I went up to the bigger school, that was when we, we did our move. Um, and I mean, like we paint, we're painting such a negative picture of my, <laughs> of my school life, but I have like, you know, some of my best childhood friends from there and like connections that I made were really rad and stuff. So there's like, there's positives and, and negatives, you know? Um, uh, sometimes one of my favorite questions is I ask people, um, what the, the night before, moving to college was like but mm. I want to ask you what the the night before moving to this new school was like because oh, yeah. that's very nerve-wracking I'm guessing very I think I can't tell you much about the actual night before because it was so long ago I think I definitely was nervous and stuff I think when I when I came back I was just like so bewildered because like it didn't really have much social skills, didn't really know what was going on, you know, stuff like this. So I remember coming home and being like very upset with my mom and just being like, you know, I've really struggled today, like making connections and stuff. Uh, it's like been really hard to meet anyone and stuff like that. Um, yeah, me and my brother always joke and say that we're quite like socially retarded. So uh, <laughs> as 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 not not retarded, that's completely the wrong word to say. It's not PG, but um, yeah, like so like like so like so so socially socially anxious, right? Like we we always joke and say, oh yeah, we're, we're terrible groups and stuff. I mean, nowadays much better, much better. I don't really struggle too much with with crowds, but back then as a kid, like yeah, it was it was tough. So I don't know. I'm trying to think back on on my life and things like that. Um, for some reason, like naturally as a kid, I was very outgoing. Like, mm-hmm. um, I it's a funny memory that like, uh, my my parents would tell me that when someone didn't want to be my friend when I was a little kid, 
I was extremely bewildered and concerned about them because I was <sighs> so con- I couldn't understand why somebody wouldn't want to be my friend. <laughs> oh, it sounds like um, it sounds like you're an uh, an ENFJ. Do you know the sixteen personality types? I have heard of those, but I I don't know mine. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like ENFJ or something similar because uh, you want everybody to be your best friend, and you get really ups you get really upset when 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 they don't want to be your best friend, you know? I I don't know. Yeah, sometimes uh, sometimes you take that pretty hard um, because I don't know. It's a little bit like it, it'd be easier if somebody was like, "I don't like this thing that you did" or something that was like more removed from you. But if somebody mm-hmm. says like, "No, it's you." <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my You're god. just like, Ugh. Uh, so intense, so intense. Would you but, say you were? Would yeah. you say you're quite popular at school? I don't know. Were you the cool kids? Like, here's the thing. Like, I would be. I I knew all of the popular kids, and I was I was friends with them. But like, I wouldn't hang out with them outside of school, which mm. was it was just it was kind of like. You just you're just on the outskirts of the very inner circle, so you're like, mm-hmm. like where am I or anything like that? Sometimes I talk to people um, afterwards, and they're like, "Yeah, you were popular." And I'm like, I didn't feel that at all. <laughs> I felt like a nobody. But why do you have this weird memory of me? <laughs> <laughs> that that time. So I I want to ask a little bit about about your brother because. I saw him at the um, your your Zoom birthday black tie event. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and Incredible. and I felt so so much more relaxed because like okay, I know a little bit more about him. I know he has a brother. I've seen the brother's face. <laughs> like I feel, I feel more prepared for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't even know where that photo lives, Emily. So that just goes to show how much research you've done. <laughs> um yeah uh my brother tom um two years younger he's a little shit um and always annoys me uh for those who have younger brothers can probably relate as well younger siblings um now he's 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 smashing it um he just finished his university degree um doing neuroscience um and and just he smashed that did really well and his exams worked really hard uh and now he's a data analyst for one of the largest insurance companies in the uk um the way he put it to me because i said to him like oh why don't you freelance like i am or like run your own business you know get some people working with you and stuff and he said man like that's for you i'm not all about that i just want to be a cog in a machine and it just runs the big machine you know and i was like oh that's cool that you got the awareness of that i guess so yeah <laughs> were were you two always close growing up oh very um I, we were cool because our parents met whilst they were traveling in in dc um oh really yeah big travelers um my dad did like three months in egypt mum did six months in australia they pretty much traveled between the ages of 20 to 30 as much as they could and i always joke with them as that's the reason why their their mortgage isn't paid off yet but most other <laughs> parents mortgages are you know <laughs> um, i was but... not expecting that <laughs> <laughs> 
But they literally, Emily, they would come home, they would save up as much money as they could, they would go to America mainly for like six months at a time. I'm pretty sure my dad like used somebody else's social security number at the time to get a job at um, Hulahans. Don't tell the FBI or CIA or anybody like that. <laughs> it's just but, a joke. It's just a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like, I think that was the back in the day when like it was less secure. This is like 670s, 80s, something like that. Um, and then they would, and then they would spend all their money. They would waste it all. They'd party the whole time and have an incredible time, you know, fantastic time. And then they'd come back at work again and then go back out for six months again. And, um, we have family in like New England and LA and stuff. So they were always like flicking around, seeing people and stuff. So, um, I'm sorry. I completely forgot your question as to no. how we got, <laughs> got onto that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so because of that, they would always take us camping. We drove to, we drove to Austria one time. I remember sleeping in the back of the car under the mountains. That was pretty crazy. Um, and we would always go camping. So naturally me and my brother, we were not only like brothers, but like when it's just you two in a foreign country, it's like your best friends and you do everything together. And I'd find that like out of everybody who has siblings, like my, I'm really grateful for how close my brother and, and I are, you know. And you're also so close in age. Yeah. Yeah. Two years, two years. So are both of your, your parents, uh, from the UK? Yeah, they're both British. Do you speak German? <laughs> um, <laughs> how do you know these things? Crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, my father does because like uh, half of his, it's really weird. Half of his family went to America. Half his family went to uh, live in Austria. So really? he's fluent. Um, didn't teach us as kids. We always troll him about that as well. You know, we could be bilingual, maybe even smarter or, or better looking because we know German, you know. But um, unfortunately, like, yeah, he didn't teach us, but we know a little bit. Uh, it makes an interesting game when you're at, at the dinner table with your relatives and they speak no English and you speak barely a little bit of German and you're all, you're all trying to communicate in like broken English and German. It's quite, it's quite fun. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll always tell him till he die, day he dies that he should have taught us German, but yeah, it's just one of, one of those, isn't it? <laughs> Interesting. So, um, what are like all of the different places you you've been to? So there's this is obviously UK, um, Austria, uh, mm-hmm. and then like when you come to the US, um, the different states are like their own countries. Like to compare yeah. Massachusetts to California, it's a totally different we just talk alike actually we don't even talk alike (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i always forget i always forget how big the states are mate to be fair like it's ridiculous in comparison to the uk it's ridiculous the size so so where where have you been with your um traveling gang of yeah yeah rad (laughs) question rad question with our parents, we've been to like uh, Austria, Spain, France. Uh, we've done we've done Disneyland, which I think every nearly every kid or a lot of kids have have done. Um, and yeah, just like uh, mainly Europe as well. Like they're really really big on that. And then um, my brother and I just did Barcelona like two years ago, and we're going to try and do try and do something uh, in like Asia. I think this summer, hopefully, Ooh. or like Africa. 
Very excited about that. Very excited about that. You've also been to Bulgaria, right? Yeah, just recently got back. <laughs> just recently got back. So, um, uh, yeah, just just finished two weeks of snowboarding over there. So that that was amazing. I booked another ticket. I got really drunk in a bar, <laughs> and uh, I was with a load of Bulgarians. And I was like, guys, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to book another ticket. So I'm going back in July for a month at the moment. Um, wow. I was I think I was a bit drunk when I was doing the the duration slider, but yeah. <laughs> It'll be fun, I think. But <laughs> uh, are you interested in the whole like um working and traveling thing? Very much so. I think like our plan really with my me and my friends is to go to London in September for a year because we're in Southampton oh, right wow. now, which is a city outside. And then after doing that for a year, I think I want to give it a go. Um Bulgaria for a month is gonna be like my first real test of like can I work and uh and be able to like do all of this because like you, uh, the guys who are listening right now they can't see but like there's a key light up here there's a camera on a tripod over there i've got two screens on a mount a standing desk that i'm just trying to think like how come the challenge is going to be to like compress all of that keep the same quality but be able to travel around you know have you ever been interested in it in doing it so as an american <laughs> you do not travel often <laughs> Do you not? What? <laughs> but but like that's kind of just like the culture uh here. Um like uh-huh. most people that you meet, um, unless they're pretty well off or make travel a priority, or mm. they're from not the US, um, mm. uh most people will never leave the US uh in, in their life. Um and a lot of people like the, the only chance that they do they do have is like traveling abroad in college. Um, mm. but I, uh, I started dating a Serbian guy in college and I did this incredibly scary thing in which I traveled by myself for the first time, um, from Philly to Newark, uh, and then from Newark to Frankfurt <laughs> and then from Frankfurt to Belgrade and wow. going there was so crazy but it was also way easier than I thought. So mm. going to Belgrade was like the coolest thing ever. And I, I can't wait to, can't wait to go back. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah. It's uh it's different, right? Like a different, I imagine it's quite a different lifestyle in comparison to the U S cause yeah. There was a very funny thing where um I didn't realize how many culture shocks there were. Um, and it's also so crazy to, for the first time in your life, go to a place where you don't hear your own accent for mm. weeks yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange <laughs> and like all the signs not all the signs but like some of the signs are in Cyrillic and you're like I I don't even know where to start with this <laughs> mm, 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 mm. yeah I, I remember um when we were in Bulgaria because the reason I go is because my my best friend from university who I lived with um sorry from college um is is from there um so i remember being in a room with just a load of bulgarians and they're all just chatting away and for the first time ever i was like ah so what am i going to think about right now or like do whilst <laughs> all these guys are talking you know you're away of your thoughts a little bit <laughs> i've definitely been in those situations i like i went to a uh uh a croatian party <laughs> once where uh, uh one of my my boyfriend's friends he was having a birthday and so uh i 
I, I went to the, the birthday and it was just a bunch of Serbians and Croatians speaking to each other. And I was just sitting there like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and then uh, one, one Serbian was like uh, uh, charitable to me. And occasionally he would like translate what was happening. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> when, when you like, when you're not in that situation all the time, like all of a sudden not knowing what's happening is very jarring. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's like really inspiring as well though because it gets you kind of like, it gives you a lot of time to have like a lot of internal thought and stuff. So you really do like get to think about all the things that you want to get better at and stuff. And like, I think like when you're in those sort of groups situations, it forces you to be a bit more like conversational and to like try and get them chatting in English a bit and like find out a bit more <laughs> about them and stuff. So you're not just there twiddling your thumbs, you know, but... I've gotten pretty good at knowing when I'm being made fun of, uh, not in a <laughs> malicious way, but like I, I, I've picked up certain words and stuff like that. And I just look at him and I'm like, I know you're talking about me and I know you're talking about <laughs> XYZ. And he's like, how? And I'm like, I don't need to speak your language to understand what you're talking about. Like, I'm a woman. I can figure this out. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, sir. Uh. <laughs> yes. Like, I can understand your tone of voice. <laughs> he's like guys we've got to start talking in code now we need to have these side to figure out please <laughs> but yeah so so we're we're back in in that that i'm gonna say high school college mm. time mm. in your life and um so when you're when you're in that that time period i have like two things that i, I don't know we have enough time. I can talk about all different kinds of things. Um, <laughs> but I, before I go into like the next chapter of your life, um, when you're thinking about that, that kid that you were and so like all the things that you were going through, all the things you were struggling with, if, mm -hmm. if there was a chance that you could um, talk to that version of yourself, um, not yeah. to change anything because nobody can change anything, but is there anything that you would have said to like, reassure yourself or kind of tell yourself how things end up if there was any uncertainty um just that like everything you're doing is okay right now um you need to think a bit more presently rather than thinking about the future and the past and like letting those things define you um and that you know if i could like give him a little snippet into the future i'd say like you know you're loved you can be grateful because you have a lot of friends and, um, you know, and I can point out the people who are going to be in your life still now out of that group that you're going to be in the people who won't. So yeah, don't worry. But as you said, like you can't really change anything. I think if, if there was one thing I wish I had done like a lot earlier in my life and that would have just been like meditation. Cause that's been such an mm. integral part of my life now and journaling, like the, those two key things. And, um, I just hope that like, as we as society like moves forward that those things become a bit more of a norm because i think they really do provide like a cool benefit to your life you know a lot of the internal struggles i was going through instead of it being in my head it could have been like written down on paper or something like that do you think that like saying things out loud or writing them down makes them seem less scary in a sense i think the biggest thing for me is like when there's something really big going on like I don't know productions falling behind or um we've got a big client meeting and we just had like some really sick 
uh feedback or like they said yeah you've done really well you know you're, <laughs> you're like yeah i feel really good and then that fizzles out right but the one thing my coach taught me which is cool is like um the whole part point of journaling is it's it's um retaining that information so then like you can remember moving forward like oh there was that big point in your life where like you went through something you know and look how look how you spoke about it and and the decision you made and stuff like that I think it's definitely easy to forget things once you're not in that situation anymore. Mm, definitely. But even like the lessons that you've learned as well, right? Like we have so many things that we, we say are like really big, important parts of our life where like, oh, wow, that, that was like life changing, that whole experience. And we forget to record it. And then I think sometimes you forget about like those experiences then, you know. Yeah, it's always like this weird thing when like, I don't know if you ever have this where you're, you remember something that you need to do or something that's going to help the situation that you're in. And by the time you get to your computer to Google that thing or to get it, it's gone mm. it, it, out of your head. You're like, how? I was just thinking about that. I know it's going to help me. And it's just, it's just gone. It's just such a frustrating thing. Yeah, I agree. But then again, was it that important if it went so quickly, <laughs> you know? <laughs> this is true <laughs> and um and also uh like the whole thing about like uh if i if i could change anything or 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 do anything like that like i know i think you and i are in the same page that, that you can't um but uh, one thing that that really helped me a lot with that because there's one thing of saying like you can't but like and then your brain goes to, well, if I had a time machine, I could do this. Like trying to like make it real. Um, yeah. Something that helped me was uh, uh, just just saying that that version of me just like doesn't exist anymore, mm. and like like it's super unfair to her, like that version of me. Um, mm. be, because like if you don't exist, you can't do anything, and then no, to, like, no. get angry at somebody because they're not doing that thing is like super unfair and then when you when you start like treating somebody like that version of yourself as if like it's a mm. different person it's a little bit easier to be nicer to that person mm. if you kind of separate them from yourself i think a lot of, like my coach says that a lot like a lot of people uh have these beliefs that they've built up that are like from their previous life and those who can't let go of them are the, it's the reason that they're not able to move forward. And at some point you have to, as you said, like make peace with it, acknowledge that it's like the old part of you. And do you want to, do you want to live like presently or do you want to always worry about the past and the future, you know? Um, and that's why I'm a really big advocate of meditation because it helps remind you about that stuff, you know? With that being said, like if, if there is a kid listening that like, felt like hey i'm in that that moment right now and i don't know what to do and like i i can do stuff because this is my present like this isn't my past <laughs> is there anything that you would have said you would say to a kid like that um so they're like struggling right uh mm -hmm. with some some internal thing right um I think the the main thing is write it down on some paper with a pencil and then and say, I am feeling like this because blah, blah, blah. 
And then what I would say is the exercise you could do then is to write the word why underneath mm -hmm. and then try and answer that. And then once you've answered that, ask why again. And, and honest to God, you'll do the exercise, you'll get all the way to the bottom and then you'll suddenly believe, uh, you'll suddenly realize, do I actually have a belief in that or is it just me at the moment freaking out, you know? Um, and keep, so, keep going forward, keep going forward. <laughs> so I guess it, like an exercise would be, um, uh, I'm, I'm nervous about going to this new school. Mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. well, why? And I'm trying, I'm trying to think if this was me, I'm nervous about going to school. Well, why? Well, um, I'm nervous about m making friends. Well, well, why? Like, okay, mm -hmm. well, well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm that capable of making friends. Why? Why? Like, I don't I don't know if I'm, um, if people, I don't know if I have the things in me that people would want to be friends with. And then you start getting to like, well, where is this coming from? Is that yeah. kind of a good example? I think so. You can get really deep and then realize like, what do you actually value? Um, and you can kind of figure it out from there. A big thing I did the other day, uh, with this exercise for, ex for an example is like, um, I said, I said to myself, uh, successful women only want to be with blokes who have a lot of money, you know, uh, and, and are famous and are famous. So uh, I asked myself, why did I believe that? And one of the things that first came up was like, well, if a woman is successful and already famous, then why would she care about you being successful and famous? And surely she would instead just want to get to know you and your personality. So. For your example, it's sort of like, what is the underlying thing that's making you feel like you don't have the qualities that people want to be friends with, you know, and then work on that. I guess, I guess the whole point of this exercise is you need to realize it and then you need to work on it. So for any kids out there who are like listening to this and like, are maybe not feeling that confident, whether it's like to do with just going to school or whether it's like walking into a business and asking for your first deal, um, if you, if you realize that the biggest problem is because you feel nervous about walking into that business, then surely the best thing you can do is walk into that business and like start training your brain to, to be better, you know? It's, it's so tough for people that are like risk averse to, to do that. But once I heard somebody tell me that, um, uh, if something that you're doing isn't scaring you, then mm. you're probably not growing. Oh, definitely. Definitely. My, um, friend Victor from Bulgaria and his very thick Bulgarian accent goes, um, Harry, um, there's one thing you don't want to be in the life. And, uh, that is the comfort zone. You do never want to be in the, in the comfort zone. You know, he said right now we're in student life and we're in the comfort zone, but when we finish student life, we, we need to get out of the comfort zone and start putting in the work, you know, <laughs> shout out to Victor. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good advice <laughs> it is i think um i think a lot of people can get trapped with like the comfort of what they're doing um you know gary v put, gary v has always said it very well i really like this quote of his which is like um do you want to stay at home and be like the do you want to do you want to work friday night and like move your career forward or do you want to go home have two beers a pizza watch a netflix show and then go to bed and feel average the next morning you know and like that's something that's always been really guiding for me now and whenever i have like pizza and two beers on a friday gary v pops in my head and goes should you be doing this <laughs> <You know? laughs>
do you remember the conversation that prompted Victor to say that? Um, we were always just like really growth minded, him and I, um, tried to like start some businesses together whilst we were in uni and stuff. And, uh, I think he's always been in the mindset of like, you have to put in the work to be able to, to be able to do it. And the crazy thing about Bulgaria and some other Eastern, Eastern Bloc countries is that, um, Bulgaria doesn't have a middle class. So you're either in the slums, um, or you've made it as a, as a business or a career. Um, and there's no like in between, so to speak. So I think for them and their culture, it's like, you've got, you've got to work quite hard. Um, and it's all, it's quite traditional and uh, honor and stuff like that, you know? So yeah. Like the whole I think thing he, is like giving up isn't an option. Yeah, exactly that. But also never to be like comfortable with what, where you are. Cause when you're comfortable, I think like the surprises come the most then or they'll shock you the most, you know? So you're, you're in like a transition part in your life at this point, like you're um, uh, ending high school or the end of your first part of your life. And you're, mm-hmm. you're thinking about, okay, well, what am I going to do after this? Like, am I going to move and go to a school? Am I going to go to a school near me? What do I even want to study? Um, mm-hmm. What, I, I don't know <laughs> like what's, what is this life like so um usually that whole confusion starts like two years before you actually make that decision yeah so what what was that decision making process like for you um you mean but just so but just before i go to college right yeah mm. um I just knew that like, I, the one thing I enjoyed the most was being on my computer, doing work, having a bit of freedom, um, and, and doing, and, and doing deals. Like it's really weird, but like I was invoicing clients when I was like 15, 16 as a kid, um, producing like really mediocre work, like sorry to whoever paid me money for that work. Cause it was <laughs> very mediocre at that age. But, um, and I just knew that it was something that I wanted to do. And I knew that I wanted to like run my own games design studio and stuff like that. And I just, and I just thought to myself, well, you know, what can I do, I guess, to, to benefit that. And, um, I made the decision, I think at 17 to go to San Francisco for the, um, games developer conference, um, which is like the, it's the biggest event. It's like, um, it's like the Super Bowl of games design where everybody sort of comes together. And I went there and I was talking to my uncle who ran, um, ran a, a small graphics design company and, you know, him and his wife were chatting to me and they said, you know, Harry, you've got, you've got to go, you've got to go to college. You've got to go get a degree. Like, uh, it's quite common here in the States to do that. And you need to do it if you want to be able to get a job in that career and stuff. So, I was like, okay, shit, I actually need to go, I actually need to get like all my paperwork together now and stuff. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and, um, it was like, I'll be honest with you. I had no intention of going to college. And then in that transition period, and then I went to LA and then I had about three months to get all my shit together. And then I went to college in September. Oh. So it was quite, quite a whirlwind of events, if you know what I mean. What was the, so? Were you staying with your your uncle during that conference? I was, and then um, I also stayed with a very nice lady who knew my mum 
in San Francisco in her one bed apartment. I think <laughs> I slept on her couch or something for a couple of days. Um, it was like the first big solo trip at like 17. So it was, it was amazing. And like, I'd been to the States as a kid, but not as a teenager. And, and that was really cool. You know, like I remember having a Dunkin' Donuts uh, coffee and like the caffeine was like the amount of caffeine in those things and sugar <laughs> was ridiculous. So I was just like, hello, like jittery as hell. Um, yeah, like walking San Francisco streets and like smelling weed like every five minutes, like really strongly was like such a new experience because it wasn't like, it still is illegal in the UK, but it's much more common now to, to smell it um, when you're walking through the streets and stuff. But um, yeah, like when I went, you know, when I was 17, it was like bizarre. Uh, I actually, no, no, sorry. I was, I was 18 at this point because I took a gap year between college, uh, uh, high school and college. <laughs> and um like not being able to drink as well. Like I'd been drinking since, you know, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd been experimenting with alcohol from like 15 to 18, but 18, I was actually allowed to, you know, you're allowed to buy a beer and then to go to the States and like, you know, I'm not allowed to buy alcohol. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was mental, mental. Uh, I-, I can tell you like a weird American experience that my father had. So um, my dad, uh, the drinking age in the U.S. used to be 18 um, okay. at one point. And then my dad was in the age in which he was able to drink at 18. And then they changed the law and he couldn't drink for like two years. And then he was able to drink again. Why did they change the law? Do you know? I don't know. I, I don't know if they had like some study that they had about brains or oh maybe it God. has to do with like... <laughs> drunk driving or i don't know but i just know Mm. that they changed it Mm -hmm. yeah i guess i guess that's why the uk is a bit more messed up than the than the us (laughs) then probably (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know i feel like being able to drink before you go to college is not a bad idea (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean we always get a lot of stick us british people because everybody says we're binge drinkers and stuff like this but I definitely feel like my relationship with alcohol, I, I understood very early on, like what my limits were in terms of like consumption and stuff, you know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of ill nights and stuff like that, you know, and, and you soon, you soon realize. So I think like you're a little bit more sensible with it. Whereas like, I do remember like European friends and friends in the US as well when they're first drinking at like 21 or, or a little bit younger, you know, if they're sneaky, uh, they'd be all, they'd be all over the place, they'd be all over the place completely. It's it's really funny because um uh I I'm told by my European friends that like um when they see like messy college kids in the U.S. who are first starting to drink um mm. they look at them they're like oh my gosh you're so immature that's such a high school thing to do <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's so true they are right they are right. <laughs> And and so, um, uh, back to the thought about so when your when your aunt and uncle told you about hey like you really need to go get a degree this mm-hmm. is what you need to do were you staying with them that night do you remember yeah 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 and they they were really cool because they like they took me down to their little their, their studio um, they used to do the box designs for like Meccano and stuff like that they would do the art on it so. It was really cool to like see their process and they had like a team and stuff, you know, who were helping them out and they were, 
I think they designed some, they designed like one of the parks in Dubai for Disney and stuff like that. So they were working with cool companies. And um, I, I always, I've got it somewhere in my memories box. I've got an NDA that I had to sign for um, Universal Studios. And I always see that as like my, my claim to fame. I'm like, oh, I got to sign an NDA to Universal Studios. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you know, big moment for me as a kid. Um, and I just remember them working really hard and they just looked, they just, you know, I always looked up to them as like a, a bit of respect because they 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 had their company and they were doing quite well. And from them saying like, you know, what do you want to do in life and stuff like that? Because you know they were getting to know me a bit better as well, considering we were uh, we we were across the world from each other beforehand. And they just said, you know, like um, you need to figure out what you want to do, but also like you need to understand that um, some 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 careers you need the paperwork still. This was you know a while ago, rather than just the skills. So uh, we would recommend you going, you know, um, if we were to, if we were to hire you today, like we would probably look at your college as well, you know, and see where you went and stuff like that. So it was, it was a good conversation. I don't know if I agree with it now, but it was a good conversation at the time to have. And it might've been accurate advice at the time. Yeah, very much so. Whereas now it seems to be more moving towards like skills over paperwork. Cause like, when I'm hiring, I don't really look at like, I, I, as a rule, because I don't have a university, I don't have a college degree. Um, cause I dropped out. I don't look at their university, their, 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 like their school, so to speak. I have a brief look, but for me, it's more about like, what's their experience? What does their portfolio look like? Like what, what can they actually bring to the table? You know, cause for me, that's, it's a little bit more important, I guess. I value that more. Definitely. Um, do you remember that night when you went to bed after these people like dropped this news bombshell on you <laughs> and you're sitting there thinking like, oh my God, there's so much I need to do now. I didn't even consider do you, like a lot of the time I go through a lot of my thought process after hanging out with somebody when I'm like brushing my teeth mm. or getting ready for bed. Was mm. that the same for you? I really want to, but because I like value honesty, I'm happy to say that uh, probably not. Uh, I was a bit of a pothead as a teenager, so like <laughs> I just kind of, I just kind of floated through, and I was just like, yeah, I'll go to uni, and like I hadn't even visited the campus, so the first time I'd ever visited the campus was when I actually moved in there. Oh wow! You know, I, I remember just like all I remember is just being very excited about like the prospect of everything that I had learned from them, and I was like okay, like this is giving me some direction. And for the first time in my life, like I felt like somebody had actually given me some direction that I like agreed with as well. And I was just like, all right, this is what we got to do. So just enjoy America for the, the last couple of weeks that you're here. Like hang out with your cousins, hang out with your auntie and uncle. When you get back, you know, this is what you got to do. And you got you just got to punch it. What happened after that? Like, like how did you pick a school? How did where was the school it's interesting so when you apply to uh, colleges universities in in the uk um you usually apply to like five and based on uh, your predicted grades you'll get back some offers so for example um one one university might say okay if you get an a a b and a b 
in in any subject then we'll we'll let you we'll let you come in and do the course um similar with like uh other ones where they're like you have to do maths and you have to get an a and then you need two b's in any other subject to to kind of get in which i think is like such a weird system but um i was very lucky where one university had said to me already if you do an extra year we'll let you come with no grades and you will just give you an, an unconditional offer um so I, me being me i was like bro i've i've been focusing on the games design stuff for the last two years in college i'm no way hell gonna get a, the the grades that i need to get into anyone anywhere so i'll just take the easy one where i don't actually have to put in any work and they've already given me an offer and i'll just do the extra year like it won't be that bad will it <laughs> you know um until you get to that extra year, you're like, yeah. oh my god, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, wish wish Harry had back then had done a little bit more research and put a bit more thought into it. But you know, I was I was young, so I was just like, you know, enjoying life, chasing girls, smoking weed. It was just one of those, I guess. <laughs> and and so, uh, yeah, like, what, do you guys have to do like all of these essays and stuff for applying to college? Um. Yeah. Um, so, and it's just like a summary of like who we are, what we do, but it's not really anything intense. It's just like a summary of you as you, and your character, I guess. Um, and then before we crashed, uh, I was just going to ask you, like, do you guys have to like write individual ones or like what, what, how does it work in the States? So people can't see that I'm like cringing right now because I'm remembering <laughs> all of the <laughs> shit that I had to do. Uh, a lot of Americans, they apply to like a minimum of like 10 schools and each wow. school, it costs money to apply, uh, which you don't get back. Um, and what? on top of that, each school, um, uh, and it costs like 50 bucks for each school to apply. Um, and then each school usually has between two to five essays that you need to write. Mm. That are mm. individual to the school that you can't reuse for each school. <laughs> wow. Wow. So it's like a horrible, horrible process. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to do it. <laughs> it sounds nasty. Yeah, it's usually it like the biggest stress to any any kid at the age of 17 who's American, who's like applying mm. to all of these schools. Oh my god! I can't believe you have to pay to apply. I thought they'd want your application because they're going to get the money from you anyway. So what's going on there? Yeah, you have to pay fifty bucks usually for every application to a college. Wow! So you could be like a thousand bucks down by the time you've applied to everyone, or maybe five hundred or something. Yeah. Bloody hell! <laughs> so listen, yeah. <laughs> and I think it also costs money to take the SAT uh the the test that you need to take i could have sworn oh, that, wow. that that costs money and then a lot of people like on top of that they t they uh get tutoring um for the mm. the the test too which is also very expensive it's just like a whole mess but well i won't be sending <laughs> my kids to to you guys that's for sure <laughs> yeah we're very expensive we're for for yeah. why i don't know <laughs> send it to the UK they'll let you into you without even any grades easy it's easy easy <laughs> and so so you you move there correct like you're in the dorms there and everything yeah 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 the, the classic university vibe 
Um, and, and this was Brunel, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Bruno. It was Bruno. And I I saw on online that it was your major was like IT. Is that correct? Yeah. So I did a foundation year in computing and mathematics, and then I was going to specialize in business computing. Uh, but then I dropped out and started doing this because I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what? That that must have been like a very conflicting, tumultuous time in your life. Do you think that's right? Mm. Making that decision? Yeah, definitely. Because um, I was working at this amazing startup uh, as an intern whilst I was at uni and they were doing like crazy big deals with like really big, really big companies um, in the US and the UK. And they were just showing me that like everything's possible. I already knew loads of stuff anyway without trying to sound big headed. And like, I just thought to myself, like, if I can write an invoice and a contract and send that to a client and fulfill some work for them, like why, why do I need to be at university? And it was like a really big, like, do I want to try and do this and like actually go for it? Or do I want to go back to university in another, another three years, uh, so to speak? The idea that you had for college in your head before you went there versus actually living it, was there mm. a difference between what you thought it was going to be and what it actually was? I didn't realize how much you party. That that was for sure. <laughs> there was a lot of partying, um, which was cool. And how open people are when you're at college is ridiculous in comparison to like school because nobody knows each other. Um, everybody's guard is like down and therefore like you meet some really cool people and everybody's just so friendly. I found it anyway. I don't know about you as well at your college, but everybody just seemed very, very friendly, um, which was like super dope, you know? Um, and yeah, like the only thing that, that didn't really gel with me was like the actual learning. Cause uh, you go from like, I think quite like one-on-one -on -one kind of style in high school where it's like you have a teacher who actually cares about you and your other classmates to a university lecture where it's like maybe there's like 50 people in that hall and the professor's like giving his lecture down the front but man he doesn't really give two fucks about you or, or, or anyone else really he's just there to to do the work and and deliver so it was eye-opening I think to to realize how much independent learning you actually had to do at uni in comparison to like to like high school Mm -hmm. you know uh that's something i always want to ask people who who hire people in in this world um sometimes i think about the amount of money that goes into school and then i i dial it back and i think of one year of college or one year of university if if that was your budget for learning how many mm -hmm boot camps how many Ransigal master classes <laughs> yes uh let's name uh, them, please <laughs> like how much rent could you cover while you're like learning all of these skills like if, if a if a kid came to you um who didn't go to university and instead used one year of this this budget that his or her mm -hmm. parents set up for them um mm -hmm. for for school and decided to do this like alternative thing instead. What do you think your reaction would be as somebody who would be hiring them? And they didn't know anything. 
Well, that, they started without knowing anything, and now they've taken all of these master classes, all of these like mm-hmm. Udemy, mm-hmm. like their their work looks great, um, and they just decided, I don't want to go to college, I want to do all of this other stuff instead with my budget. Uh, I'd probably just hire them. To be fair, Emily, like <laughs> if their work's like stands out and they're a great person, I think if I, the one thing I always say to to kids who ask me for advice and there are a couple of people on the YouTube channel and, and just generally that I mean in life who's, who ask and they say, you know, if what would be the one thing you would advise to do? And I think experience is definitely key. And that one year that I spent at that agency was like probably the biggest experience learner or two years I was, there, was the biggest experience and I opener I could. So I would say, even if you do that and go down the course of, learning by yourself doing the courses designing you know having fun you know etc go and do a year in an agency just learn their processes learn how to speak to a client learn how invoicing works learn about contracts etc and then and then go and do the solo stuff because you will it will give you so many skills to like start off with and you'll be able to avoid a lot of mistakes and watch my youtube channel because i'll tell you about all the fuck ups i make as well so you so you don't have to <laughs> yeah so the the next thing i really want to talk to you about uh was your your youtube channel um and i i know that's a little bit of a skip in like uh uh chronological order but mm-hmm. i think it's really really good i think your videos are really really good and, and oh thanks me talk about <laughs> thanks, so mate. Yeah, so tell me about what what that's like and and yeah, so just tell me about the experience of, of making a YouTube channel like that. The best thing I ever did, um my ex girlfriend at the time said to me, um Harry, you, you seem to like really have a lot to say and like you, you seem to really enjoy being on video and stuff. Have you ever thought about starting a vlog? And I was like, No. But um why not so i decided like that march because we were still in lockdown um i was like oh you know what let's just do it and i I always laugh because the first video is like me drinking a fucking protein shake i'm like lifting weights i'm not even talking about like website designer or an agency i'm just like hey it's me and i I always laugh at that one because it's like really fun but i really enjoyed it because like not only did i talk about work but like I, sh- I show all of you guys like where I live. Um, you know, there's a couple of videos where I like go in the sea in the morning before I start stuff off. Like, and I just, I, I really enjoy like the idea that, as I said to you back from like the other day, which is like when 15 year old me needed somebody to look at for like all of this stuff, like there was no one. And I, I want to try and be that person for like a, a kid who doesn't maybe want to go to college or doesn't want to, go do a job but wants to do something similar and they're like well where do I start and hopefully my videos can help them with that I guess um and and give them some insight a- avoid all the problems I I do I make as well all the mistakes I make <laughs> yeah it's a I I think a lot about the phrase and I think we talked about it already but I think a lot about the phrase of uh more for you does not mean less for me mm. And people who I think live that way um, of more for you does not mean less for me. I, I tend to get along with really well and I feel a lot more comfortable around them. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I would agree. I think that like in terms of like giving, right. Like they're more yeah. willing to give than to take. 
Yeah, I agree with that as well. I think like the whole point of the YouTube channel really is like, I never really saw it as like a, a thing for me to get business from. It was just like a cool place to share everything that I did. And what was surprising for me, cause I do do have some calls with like subscribers who just say, or uh, who send me an email and say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What, what should I do? A lot of the systems and stuff that I was building, like it seemed that not a lot of people were building them as well. And I was like, what? That's so surprising. Cause I was like, I thought everybody was, was doing this. So I think the, the coolest thing was what like, and still is to this day is when a subscriber says to me, like, I implemented that system that you put together and it's like really helped my business. And I just wanted to say thanks. And I'm just like, oh, wow, man, that's rad. <laughs> it's it's hard to predict that these people exist when you're making these videos. Like the numbers seem just like numbers. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember putting the first episode out and thinking, oh, I'm going to get no views. And I think I got like 50 to 100 views. And I was like, wow. This is insane. Um, and you know, like, uh, the niche I'm, I'm, I'm in at the moment, like agencies, like it's very young. There's not, doesn't seem to be a lot of thought leaders in the agency space on YouTube. So it's quite an exciting time as well to try and like, really like think about how can you change what is the norm in, in like agency life and like freelancing life and like come up with like new ideas and stuff and then share that with your audience and see what they think, you know, and get a bit of like feedback. So the thing that you said about like, um, uh, I, I didn't have this thing. And so I want to be it for other people. Mm. Um, that's kind of like a unique approach because I know that there's different reactions to that. Sometimes it's, um, well, I didn't have it. So you need to struggle too sometimes oh. it's <laughs> there, that's a that is a reaction that people have um it's a, it's a shame i think it's like an anti anti-growth mindset like they have no compassion for other people a lot of people when when they look at like unpaid internships people say well i did that for years and and uh and you shouldn't get an easy way out or anything like that so that that's one one person i think another person is um uh you have this thing that i didn't have um and now i'm i'm jealous that you have mm. it i'm not going to keep you from having it but i, I definitely am jealous and i kind of wish that you didn't have it and mm -hmm. then the third person is i didn't have this thing and i think that people deserve to have it so i'm going to provide it for people mm. What do you think about those those three guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, obviously, the third one really speaks to me because I I really believe in that. Um, and like the other two, I think it's it's a shame that they're like that because the only way that we as society can move forward, I think, is if we're all the third person and we just want to help each other move forward. And it's a shame that sometimes people think about themselves before they think about about others. Um, all I know is that by doing what I did, uh, I've opened so many doors in terms of like friends and meeting new people. I'm on a podcast with you, Emily, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's really cool. And, um, I think for those who are the third person, there are rewards in it, whether that's like in terms of meeting new people or financial or whatever, but there are definitely like the bet, there are definite be benefits to it. Whereas like, I wouldn't be able to tell you any benefits in the other two if you, if you asked me to provide them, you know. 
I think that there's there's a something that people get because like sometimes you try to like figure out like there's no benefits in this well if they're doing it they must think that there's a benefit to it right and Mm. so like what is the benefit do you think um like people feel taller by bringing other people down or there's like the crabs in a bucket thing of like well you i want this thing but you Mm. achieving it like screw you i'm gonna pull you back in where i am in this this hole i think it's that like sometimes people feel like they've been cheated at life so they they deserve to have the thing that they have and the other person doesn't because they didn't have a great upbringing like that person did or whatever but again it ties back to what we said right at the beginning right like having beliefs from a kid and not like living very presently about stuff and and allowing like those beliefs of your childhood to like really guide you in a way um I think like it's it it it's important to try and break those because you'll become a better person. Um, I know that that you have a uh, a coach and you you've met a bunch of different people through all of this. Um, have have there been people that have been really influential to you and kind of like mentor figures? Um, I think like the guy who, the, my boss Akshay at Tengio, who was the agency owner was like really important, um, to like me understanding very quickly at 19 years old, how you're going to be a professional. And he was an Indian guy and he was just like very, uh, not aggressive, but you know, if there was something that needed to be said, he would say it, you know, like there wasn't, there was no sugarcoating that shit. Um, so, I, and I always, I always say to anybody who ever asked me that, like, I'm very grateful for the two guys who ran the agency who took me on cause they, they taught me so much, um, taught me so much. I think, uh, definitely like, um, I've always looked up to my grandfather, um, primarily because like he, he had a very, very large business in the UK, um, where he had like a factory and he'd start it himself and it was just him and his mate like making hamburgers in this little hand press machine and then like they grew it to the point where that they were a massive factory and they were they were selling um they were providing all the all the frozen meals for prisons in the in the uk at one point um and stuff like that so they they really took it from like nothing to to quite a lot um so those are those are two and then i'm gonna be honest with you like the last year's worth of work that I've done with my coach has been like the most transformative in my life because I'm starting to figure out like what I value. Um, but as well as that, like, uh, even just simple things like, um, I didn't know whether I wanted to be a designer or a business owner or, or some sort of hybrid. And now I've realized actually, I really do enjoy doing the design work as much as I enjoy the project management side of things. So now I'm like this hybrid person of, of doing both, but, it's been cool to discover that, you know. Um, I I have somebody in my life who's who's like that for me. Um, uh, but whenever I try to thank him or uh tell him how much it means to me, he gets mm-hmm. like super embarrassed and like cuts me off. <laughs> really? <laughs> he does not want to hear it. Like, <laughs> can you share who it is, or is it or is it secret? uh so so uh his name is connor finlayson 
Um, Shout out Kona. <laughs> he's he's awesome, uh, but uh, uh, he's like, he's like, stop with the compliments. It's like too much. I don't like uh... <laughs> But like, um, I feel like I'm in I'm in communication with him, and I I can tell him this kind of stuff. Um, but sometimes people are like really, um, uh, influential in your life, and then like you don't really realize it until later in life. Um, and mm. you're not really in that communication with that person anymore. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, what I'm going with this is like, has that ever happened to you? And and like, if you had the chance to like tell somebody that that helped you, like how much it meant to you, like, do you think you would know what to say, or do you think you have anything in mind? Um, the guys that I finished with at the agency, I'm no longer in communication with, but they are really, honestly, the biggest ones. So. If I was like talking to them right now through this podcast, I just want to say like, guys, you smashed it. You gave a 19 year old kid like uh, a huge opportunity. Uh, maybe that maybe too much of an opportunity, like too much, <laughs> too much responsibility at times. But you don't, you don't know how much like my entire career now is like based off of them giving me that opportunity. So I think at some point I'd like to do something similar that they did and give a kid a chance. Um, even if they have no experience or whatever and just like hope that, you know, there's some benefit to that. So, yeah. When, when you made the decision to, to drop out and, and do your own thing, mm-hmm. how crazy was that? Like six months and, and what was it like to tell like friends and family that where you weren't quite sure how it was going to pan out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my parents have always been like, Harry's crazy, gets money off the internet from people and he's always (laughs) doing this, that and the other. My dad just kind of put it down as like, oh, it's another crazy Harry idea, you know, blah, 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 because he's he's a very pessimistic guy, very pessimistic guy. My brother and I bully him about it, but he's a very pessimistic guy. You'll tell him like, oh, dad, I just um, got a new contract in, in, um, in uh, San Diego and they're going to pay me, you know, $20,000. And the first thing you say is, uh, okay, have you checked them out? Like, are they a legit company? And they're like, it'd be t- to the details straight away to figure out, you know, is this legit? Um, whereas my mum is completely opposite, super optimistic. That's fantastic. Oh, that's great. You know, it's just classic, <laughs> classic really, isn't it? Classic. Um, but like, yeah, the, the, the story behind me quitting is like really funny because I was working at a hotel. I was working at a couple of pubs and hotels in between college and, and going back. Um, just like classic broke student trying to make some money um, so I could go and get drunk and stuff with friends. And um, one day I was in the hotel and uh, a friend or uh, uh, I was serving some people and I was in like, it was quite a well-to-do hotel and I was just surprised when like the person that I was um, sort of uh, waiting on, they were really rude to me. And I just did that kind of like classic thing where I took my towel in, went into the kitchen. I said, fuck this, I'm, I'm leaving through the, through the towel down, um, have my throat through the towel down moment. And that was the lot. That was the last employed job I ever had. And um, the way I started off was, and I would recommend this to anybody else who's starting off is I messaged all of my friends in our, in our group at the time. And I said, guys, I'm starting a website design business. Um, I'm going to do it very cheap, very cheap. You know, um, would any of you know anyone who has friends or family who, um, 
who have have a who need a website and then on the flip side i just said to my parents like guys i'm thinking about like not going back to uni and just giving this a go and i've got one client already because one of my friends has said his mum needs a, a ch- hand with a website how do you feel about me like staying home and like doing this and like we all sat down and like my parents are very good because they're very supportive of whatever i do and they, they just kind of ran through like you know is this something that you want to do you know blah 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 like just checking everything making sure i'm all right and stuff and it was the right decision and thank god that that they support me so so much because you know i i spend three years at theirs i was meant to have been kicked out and gone you know go to college then off you go get your job but they they took me back in for three years and i built the business from that so um they were just, I'm lucky that everybody that I told, like to answer your question, like everybody who I told, they were like uber supportive, you know, with the whole thing. That's Whenever um, I was telling people what I was doing, um, uh, there was not a lot of belief. Really? <laughs> there, there was a lot of like, but do you know you need health insurance? But do you know you need this? Do you, oh how are you going to do this? How are you going to, like, you're not going to be secure. Like, what's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. And that's So the reaction that you got, I don't know if it's a cultural thing. Um, I don't know if Americans are just, like, so focused on mm. other things. But I'm very happy that that was the reaction that you got. I wish it was for yours as well, but I forget <laughs> that you've got to pay, like, millions for for healthcare in the u.s in comparison well it's free here so yeah we don't have to worry about those sort of things i guess but was there nobody who was supportive of what you did i'm sure somebody was pumped that you were doing what you were doing or um it was the reaction was kind of a little bit more like oh well i guess if that's the decision that you're gonna make i guess that's the decision you're gonna make (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. and i i don't want to paint like like the people in my life out like that I, I, my um uh my my boyfriend was very much like emily you need to be happy so go do something that makes you happy like just mm. figure it out like mm. planned for this like you're you're you, like you saved up for this like if things go wrong you're gonna be okay like mm-hmm. like emily you constantly think that you don't have enough like money or, or or security or you you constantly think that you're not ready like you're always gonna feel that way like it's, it's mm-hmm. never gonna be enough security so you need to like go and do it and at least try it out and I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like so yeah like uh, right now making that I, I guess meeting you in uh, this version of myself in this part of my life is interesting because um, uh, I I got the the job like I, I got this um this like like full time gig uh, that is on paper everything that um that like you would want and mm-hmm. um, but then once I got there it wasn't what I thought it was going to be and. Mm-hmm. And then I had two podcasts that were super influential. One was with um, Joe Krug, and then the other one was with Vlad from Webflow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had them back to back. And after those two episodes, I was like, well, fuck, like, 
Now I need to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you could say then that Joe and Vlad were your inspiration to do what you did in a sense. They helped you move forward and do what you wanted to do. It made me realize that like, um, hey, Em, uh, you are 23 and the idea of you settling um, is kind of crazy because mm -hmm. you're not responsible for anyone yet. Like you can still be young and dumb and try things out. Like don't wait until you have like a mortgage and, and college education to pay for. Like and little Emily's now. running around and stuff. Emily's <laughs> <laughs> causing havoc. I'm trying to design a website. No way. But yeah, so making that decision was really scary. Like um, I uh, I made a Notion document. And I, mm -hmm. I uh, titled it Escape Plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, I spent like a couple of weeks like trying to figure out like how expensive everything is. Um, what, am I, what am I paying and all of this kind of stuff? Like how much money do I need to be okay? And mm -hmm. um, I calculated that, that money and uh, I, I figured out that I could take care of myself for a year if I did these things. Amazing. And, um, and I'm going to have it. And, and June 15th, I'm doing it. It's going to be real. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. 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 Nice. Nice. So yet to start then yet to start. Yeah. I, I did a, a bit of freelancing and, and now I'm freelancing like on the weekends and podcasting mm -hmm. and working nine to five. And it's like a lot. Good. Girl. Good girl, <laughs> Guys, if you want to get stressed, follow Emily's plan. There. Oh my God. <laughs> No, I really, I really, um, I, I really look up to people like yourself who are like have got a passion, got a dream, and like are willing to to put in the work. Because it, it, I think one of the biggest things that I've realized recently is like some people I've seen some videos and like a lot of the time they're just like you know it was Kim Kardashian actually who said it and she was just like <laughs> it was a really cool video of her and she was talking about like working and stuff and she just said like you know at the end of the day, a lot of people are just not willing to put in the work. And that's the reason they're not getting to where they want to get. And like, if you're actually willing to put in the work, then you're going to be able to get all of the things you want in life, etc. blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped for you when you start in June. <laughs> really pumped. I'm so fucking scared. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but you, you were where I am now a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it was bloody scary and you will, you will learn very fast. Believe me, it's the fastest learning period in your life. I think I think I'm still learning. I try and try and act all big. Like I know everything, but I, I know very little still. Do you ever really feel like you're grown up yet? Not really. <laughs> I, I think that's the rad thing about being a creative is like, we're always kind of kids at heart, like making. I mean, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm just like doodling on my iPad to keep my, my, my attention like straight. Um, but like, yeah, like what was it? We, we started watching one piece, which for those who don't know, is like a, it's an anime. It's a very fa It's the most famous one in Japan. And I watched that in the evening and it reminds me of like being a kid again. And like, I just, I always want to hold on to that, that like spark of like wanting to make stuff and just like be goofy and like have fun and like not really have many worries. And I think, yeah, that's something that I, I really enjoy just like constantly reminding myself to be, you know, to always just 
be having fun and stuff. My my friends are uh, uh, obsessing about the I think the One Piece chapter that's coming out. Oh Is no it? spoiler no spoilers Emily. I'm only on <laughs> I'm on episode five hundred and I think there's a thousand. It's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Everybody has to talk in hushed tones in my house because the two guys who I'm watching it with they're like they've they're up to date. So then when they're like talking, I'm just like ah okay stop I'm running I'm running I'm running away. <laughs> I, I saw a group chat with uh, my boyfriend and his friends, and they were like, oh, my God, it feels like the night before Christmas. The chapter is going to come out. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I was like, this is a different world, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh. <laughs> so how do you feel like like talking about all of these things in the past and then feeling like you're in the present now talking to me? Yeah interesting <laughs> i i didn't know we were gonna like get get really deep you know about like my school and stuff like that it was uh, it's really fun i in all honesty i thought we were just going to talk about webflow and design for two hours straight but it's it's actually been like a beautiful beautiful podcast and like i think uh, there's so much value and even just listening to like everybody's story sometimes because you can pull out things that can like benefit your own journey um uh, there's a really uh, great podcast by um, uh, Cal Newport and his one is all about just like uh, helping people. So you can, you can do a listener call. I think I'm on one of his listener calls. It's like my other claim to oh, fame. Really? Uh, and like, you can just leave a message for him and then he'll answer it on his podcast. But I think that's, that's the whole point of these things. Like try and create value rather than just talking about, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, th I think that it's really nice because um, so I went to that the the FinSuite open house thing uh, that happened this week. Okay, nice. And someone asked me, um, I went to your room and they're like, oh my gosh, I know your podcast. I have a question for you. And I said, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> they said, why do you do your episodes for like two hours? And I said, well, um, it's really hard to fake a personality for two hours. <laughs> yeah wow wow it is though because you've got to have that warm-up period right of like getting to know each other and like being open and honest and stuff like that um yeah well how come you started it emily um do i go with the honest answer ah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh so there's like a couple reasons like uh, one, I really, really wanted friends, um, mm -hmm. and I felt like I was cooped up uh, during COVID, and I was just—it was just me and my housemates, and I was like, "I am the only girl. I need friends. <laughs> 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 I need to talk to people who like know what I do, and I just—I just want more friends." So that—that that was one thing, and then the other thing was. Um, I graduated and while you're in school in the US, a lot of times they have like free therapy, um, which is really nice. And oh, cool. uh once you graduate, that goes away. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and so I really liked um that whole feeling of like talking to somebody uninterrupted, um, talking about things other than just like the weather or like school or mm. stuff like that. Mm. And so I, I even just started doing the podcast before it was actually a podcast. I would 
reach out to people on LinkedIn who I admired or I thought were, were really cool or I thought I had cool stories. And I would, uh, I would message them and be like, do you want to be friends? <laughs> oh. Do you want to talk sometime? And they, <laughs> they said yes. And like, I would be having these like hour long phone calls with people and, and they were really enjoying it. Cause I was like asking them about their lives and I was genuinely interested in them mm. and people were very baffled. They were like, you, do you want anything? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started thinking like, well, these people are giving me so much information and, and like being so nice to me. Um, what can I do? And I was like, well, if I put it somewhere, then other people can listen to them. Mm. And then the podcast was born. <laughs> nice. <Ta -da. laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really nice. And it's, it's like one of my favorite things to do. And thank you so much for, for saying yes, because like, I, I can't do this with, without another person. <laughs> so it's, it's really, really nice. And, and I was really nervous before the episode today. Um, I don't know why I was like obsessing over the fact that like, I don't know every single thing about him. And like, what if he doesn't have a good experience? And um, uh, I, I feel like it turned out well. <laughs> no, it has. I've really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, and I just hope that like, there's some stuff that like people have been able to like take out of this that's been like beneficial as well, you know, that's, that helps them out. Yeah, I think so. I, and, and I gotta say like, uh, I'm going to keep watching your YouTube videos. Like every video that I've watched so far, I've liked and I've subscribed. So everybody else oh, subscribe to. thanks Emily. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Knew it. We're starting. Um, we've just been doing some rebranding, but we've, we've taken a little break from the vlog, but it's, uh, coming back out i think next week is the is the newest one would you like to be in the vlog emily oh really yeah would you just sure. like to give me a give me a wave on this podcast oh yeah sure 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 <laughs> nice i've just finished a two-hour podcast with emily or oh, we're about to we're nearly finished nearly finished <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh that was so amazing. cool <laughs> <laughs> amazing so um i a, a nice way to, to end it, um, uh, other than the, the outro, is so where you're sitting right now, um, we, we talked about the past, we talked about how you're feeling now, but in terms of the future, is there anything that either like short term or long term that you're you're really excited about or you're, you're planning? Um, two things, really. Uh, one, we've actually decided to change our niche again, which the vlog is just going to be like, Harry, what the fuck? Because I've changed it <laughs> twice now. Um, but we're like, we're really keen on working with fashion brands. That's like something I've really realized that we really enjoy. Um, and we've, we've got some work going on at the moment. That's really good fun. Um, at the end, towards the summer, uh, I would like to re release a free course for um, everyone who subscribed. And I think the theme is going to be around like how to start. Um, and some of the things that I did, like, I wouldn't recommend like walking into businesses like I did and just uh, asking for business, but there are definitely a few things I did that like really helped me begin. And I want to try and like share that with other people. Um, and yeah, that I guess those are like the two the two biggest things we're really kind of excited about right now, like growing and then also giving back to the community as much as possible. I guess I'll just have to take it and then just ask you to come on again so we can talk about it. 
<laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, those famous last words for me, because now, now that I've I've put it out there <laughs> to the public, now I have to actually do it. You know. <laughs> yeah, you'll just have to keep me posted, and I'll, I'll follow you and all the different stuff, so that as soon as you post about it, I'll see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let, uh, definitely. Let's connect on the Instagram and stuff. Anyway, uh, be really keen. Really keen. So the way that I I end the podcast is I reintroduce myself and I say where people like what I do and where people can find me and then we throw it back to you and then uh and then we head out of here does that sound like a good plan sounds amazing (laughs) okay Alrighty. so uh hi (laughs) my name is Emily Giordano and I am a uh, a web designer webflow developer and right now I'm learning a lot about copywriting which is really fun um and if you want to be friends, if you want to come on the podcast or if you have a project that you're working on or stuff like that, uh, you can find me, you can email me at uh, Emily, E-M-I-L-Y at greatdesignly.com. Greatdesignly.com is my website. Um, it's also Instagram and all of that kind of stuff. Um, we have the Great Designly podcast and I just started a second podcast, um, uh, which is a, a solo thing called Year of Webflow, where whenever I'm stressed or having a breakdown, I record it and then I re-listen to it and I realize it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love well, that. Sh- shout out to the guy that that messaged me uh, on uh, who emailed me and said, um, uh, "Hey Emily, I listened to your episode and I turned my car around and I went and got a gym membership because you were talking about how it made you feel so much better." Shout out Facts. to him. Yeah. And and shout out, yeah, very nice guy who messaged me. Um, but yeah, so that that's enough with me, and I'll throw it over to Harry, and then we'll head out of here. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me, first of all, Emily, and for anybody who's been listening. Um, so uh, f- just again, Harry Roper um, from Imaginary Space. We make websites for fashion companies and real- retail companies. Um, you can find me on all the channels under Harry Roper. So Harry Roper on YouTube if you want to learn about um, how we run our agency. Uh, Harry Roper on Instagram if you want to check out design stuff, etc. And that's where I post quite a bit regularly. Harry Roper on TikTok and Harry Roper on LinkedIn. Soon to be Twitter as well. I'm going to be on all of them. <laughs> and I'll make sure that all of those links are in the description. So you can just click and go. You don't have to go searching. <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, yeah, guys, you should definitely subscribe to this podcast as well if you haven't. So make sure you do that. Thank you. So I guess this has been this has been really, really fun. And I guess this is just goodbye until next time. I don't want it to end. <laughs> but it has to, I guess, at some point. <laughs> goodbye until next time. Bye. <laughs>